Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. This is Lori H. Schwartz, your Tech Cat. And we have another great show talking to another fabulous content creator. Last week, we got into discussions about new formats um, with the very talented Guy Shalom. And this week, we are getting to talk to another great interactive storyteller, creator, showrunner, who is also a two-time Primetime Emmy winner, and his name is Bernie Sue. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a big tech out welcome for Bernie Sue. The audience goes wild. So, Bernie, you and I talked, um, like, I think even like two years ago on the show um, when you had other other things going on, um, and now you are um, about to launch a new show. But let's give the audience a reminder of, of your background and who you are and, and sort of what your career path has been. Sure. Um, so I am a. Uh, I started as a kind of a screenwriter in Hollywood, traditional TV writing type thing, and I kind of adjusted to be an interactive and short form digital storyteller. Um, so that's what I've been doing since for the past few years. Uh, I've been uh, pretty proficient, I would say, in that field. You know, having having won a few big big awards with some pretty pretty uh, high profile series. Um, and uh, so now at this stage in my career, I've kind of pushed off all traditional formats like TV and film, and I'm really only focusing on new formats that have interactive elements or, or short form, um, just different ways that uh, stories are consumed now. And the way I look at it is that TV and film will always be there. That's all good. But the new generation is, expe- is looking for new ways to consume their stories, and how do we do that? That's uh, where I am these And And just as background, let's talk a little bit about Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which I think sort of sets the stage and also Pride and Prejudice, what you did with that, um, that just mm-hmm. a, a, that concept, um, because I think it helps people wrap their head around what you mean by new formats. Um, so can you give a little background to what was really innovative about Lizzie Bennet? So Lizzie Bennet Diaries, when it started, it was the, uh, I would say it was the first um, novel adapted to a uh, to a native YouTube format, and native YouTube is, is kind of its own thing. Um, native YouTube isn't just three to four minute videos; it could be anything. But for us, it was about kind of that vlog influencer format, where the main character was also a narrator and kind of telling the audience what she was going through, but still experiencing things as well. And uh, that was the first part. The second part of it was that we utilized the format um, to kind of expand out into classic uh, transmedia, which is what the word was, uh, may still be, where the story kind of flowed across multiple, for- multiple forms, like using social media, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, we used all these social platforms to kind of add to the story, expand the story out. And then while we're doing that, we also uh, were able to use other characters and have them have their own kind of vlogs on their own YouTube channels. So it instilled all, all these kind of not saying I'm not going to say that we invented it, but we really did revolutionize things like parallel storytelling, social media storytelling, transmedia storytelling. We just push it to a different level, uh, and um, it just got. I, I mean, like I biasly, it's very, it's very biased me to say this, but I think it's, you can make a good argument that it is, it was like the greatest series, web series of the era. Um, right, right. Agreed. And it, and it, Agreed. And it did. Yeah, and it did achieve some really unprecedented landmark events, winning the first Emmy, first time that Emmy ever won by a YouTube distributed series, uh, amongst all those other awards. Um, and and I, another thing I think it achieved was that it kind of became the de- definitive version of Pride and Prejudice for that generation, that kind of millennial Gen Z generation, where they were they are more they are more aware of that version of Pride and Prejudice than they are of like the BBC miniseries with Colin Firth. Um, and the math in the Keira Knightley movie from 1995, so or 2005. I'm sorry. So well, and what um, yeah, and what, what I like about what you're but, saying because we talked about this a little bit last week is this this need to understand that the generations coming up want to consume great storytelling, but they are going to do it in different ways, and that doesn't mean that there can't be great storytelling. 
Um, and, and it doesn't mean that you're just sticking stuff on a mobile phone. There's actual strategy and thinking to what you're doing. Correct. I love this. And let me just um, read some some of the numbers here. The series spawned 70 million views across 160 videos and 34, 35 social media accounts, um, which is correct. insane. Um, um, I think those numbers are pretty pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, one of, one of, there, there's some other crazy stats kind of in those stats. So, for example, um, when the show ran in 2012, 2013, it, only, it did 40 million during the run. Okay, which is a great number. Um, but when the show is over, it still does anywhere between 800K to 1.2 million per month now. And we're, you know, but five years later, and the show still wow. has that longevity. I, wow. So that number is just going to keep going up. It's going to, you know, in, in approximately 30 months, it will be at 100 million. <laughs> so, wow. Wow, um, that's, that's, that's you know. insane. And, and it's living still on YouTube because um, you, you coalesced everything, right? I know you, you created DVDs. Of things, mm-hmm. um, and you yeah, made everything into it, so people could even buy the DVDs once the series was over. Yeah, absolutely. It was one of the kind of the shock things about the series was that is that even though the show has been since day the day it aired available for free on YouTube, um, we we've done different things like sell sell DVDs for it. We've sold uh, the box set, uh, and you know box sets aren't cheap to make, so we have to charge sixty dollars for those box sets, and uh, um, we've sold like seven thousand of those. So you can just do the math, you know, 7,000 times 60. You now that's as far as pure revenue. Not saying we get yeah. all that, but, you know, revenue. And then things like we, we've, there was a stint where it was on, on iTunes. There was a stint where it was on Google Play and Amazon. People were buying it as a VOT. Again, still available for free online. You can still get it there. Um, but people still were buying it, which I thought was another shock thing, that, that we were generating revenue that way. And it kind of is kind of the old ethos um, that's kind of revolutionized in the sense that, you know, good content can monetize a lot of different places. And so quality being good, uh, it hit that kind of uh, realm where just people loved it so much, people felt like they wanted to own it, people were gifting it. All very fascinating uh, in, 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 in the aspect of you know, how the show um, kind of has its legacy. Um, right, and then right, I'll, I'll add one, I'll, yeah, I'll I add was, one thing yeah. to this is that I, I, yeah. one of the craziest things about the show is that the, the show has spawned a lot of college theses that are written about the show. No um, kidding. And you, yeah, you can verify this very easily. You can go to Google and search Lizzie Bennet Diaries thesis, and you'll get like 50. <laughs> so um, that'll pop up. Just, wow. Uh, wow. And my, one of my favorite things, and in, in full disclosure, I was a uh, part of um, – the board of the Television Academy that, that um, when you got your Emmy, so I was just involved in championing the project. I mean, we can't actually, um, you know, pick a project to win an Emmy, but we help facilitate the process. And I was so proud of when you you, you won your Emmys. Um, but uh, one of the things that I loved also was that in in Pride and Prejudice in particular, there's a scene where um, the the you know, one of the younger daughters goes off to sort of have her fling with the soldier. Um, Mm -hmm. Yep. And I I forget the characters' names, but it's a scene that is never, you never see because it's written about in the novel and in all the movie and television versions, it's also just referred to, but you never see it. So can you talk about why you actually went out and shot that scene? Um, Because we wanted to fill in all the gaps. For the story, so it was this kind of thing where we, I, I call it parallel storytelling. So the idea of Lydia, the character, and Wickham, the guy. Um, so Lydia runs off with Wickham in, very, in a very critical part of the, of the narrative, and we just kind of hear about this happening. We never see it, um, and uh, because we're all, we're always from uh, Lizzie's point of view in kind of every version of Pride and Prejudice. And so one of the things we did in this series, we thought that Lydia was such an important character in this story that we wanted to show the audience, if they wanted to see it, fill in all those gaps. So anytime Lydia breaks away from Lizzie in the narrative, we fill in that gap with content to show you what she's doing. Um, And this is the biggest part, for example, of this. So we do that because... Um, every version of Pride and Prejudice that doesn't that just kind of tells it from Lizzie's point of view paints Lydia as this, this very bratty or whatever silly, immature character that just causes trouble for the family. That just she's so mature and it messes everybody up. And fine, 
you can say that's a result, but there is a human aspect to this. And so when you do this effectively, as we did with our team, the audience now can sympathize with, with Lydia and what she's going through when she goes through the scandal, when she messes up for the family and how she feels. And then when that, when that sisterly bond, when we pay that off when they come back together, it's so much more earned in this scenario where it's a good ending for both characters. Um, and from the audience perspective, going back to the audience of how they want to watch their storytelling, you don't have to watch the Lydia story. You can just keep watching the regular story and get your pride and prejudice. But if you choose to, you can drop down to that second timeline and follow that story and get a different POV where Lydia is the hero of her own story. So it just fills in those gaps. And I think if you're an audience member, we've all watched some piece of IP where we go like, oh, I want to know more about that character. Where is that story? Does it exist? And for us, for this show, we give it to you. Here's more from that story. Um, and I, that was a very important part of what we did on, on Lizzie Bennett Diaries, I thought. Um, yeah, I think it was a big I, part I, of, I of why we won. Yeah, I love that you um, you you almost worked with the audience on, on fulfilling, you know, some story fantasies in a way, like satisfying all of us Jane Austen fans. Now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to hear about, there was some monetization with this, but I also want to hear about your newest project, which is really exciting. It's called Artificial, and it's happening over one of the hottest platforms right now, which is Twitch, which is a live streaming platform. So we're going to talk more to Bernie Sue. Emmy Award-winning writer, director, storyteller, and all-around goofy guy when we come back on the Tech Cat Show. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. And we are back with the fabulous Bernie Sue, a two-time Primetime Emmy Award-winning interactive storyteller. And Bernie has been filling us in on one of his Emmy Award-winning projects, The Lizzie Bennett Diaries, to sort of set the stage for how he thinks about creating content and storytelling across platforms and new technology solutions that really help reach the audience he's trying to reach. Now, one of your other projects um, that you're well known for is Emma Approved, which is also based on a Jane Austen novel. So so following through on that same idea of taking a great piece of IP and uh, building it out, telling it in a, in a new format for this generation. And what I love about 
the Emma story is the monetization of it because that's always the thing people will say is, oh, it's great that, you know, Bernie's doing all these newfangled things, but is it making money? So can you tell us about some of those those um, wonderful things? Yeah, absolutely. So Emma, like, um, I think, I mean, I know, Laura, you, you know the Emma Proof franchise pretty well. Um, the, the biggest difference, I would say, for the listeners about Emma and Lizzie, even though they're both Jane Austen properties and they're both kind of told in similar ways, is that Emma's kind of monetization and, and franchise strategy was much more developed just because we had learned. And it wasn't, you know, it, was, it wasn't because we wanted to make one better than the other, just that we'd learned from the, the way we did in Lizzie Bennet Diaries and, and optimized it better. So, and for Emma Approved, we designed it more as a franchise across multiple platforms. So instead of doing these, just the social media storytelling in this case, we were using the, the franchise of Emma and putting her as a fashion blogger, as a website, as a music experience. And so it truly was a multi-platform, multimedia experience of the series. And because of that, we also built in little monetization hooks on all these platforms. Emma's fashion blog, good example, where that can monetize. Emma's advice column, where that can monetize. And the result of this was that the quote-unquote transmedia of this franchise was generating revenue to actually help sustain the show. Um, sure, if you take the history of Lizzie Bandaris with its crazy DVD revenue and its book deal, it completely dwarfs the revenue Emma approved, no question, no question, it's not even close. But if you take the while the show was running revenue, while it's running, so just the views and the revenue while, while the show was running, Emma approves the revenue was was way higher than Lizzie Bad Diaries. It was it was like two to one, not even close there. So it was just a different strategy. So that we so I wanted to solve the one critique that the business guys could make about Lizzie Bad Diaries and the transmedia was that they said you're doing all this stuff on Twitter and Facebook and all these other social media accounts. Is this viable? Are you able to generate more revenue with the other resources that you're putting over here? And I didn't have a very strong argument on that. I could just say, well, yeah, the fans like it more, which is true. No doubt in my mind, the fans loved it. But I couldn't say that because, for example, Lizzie and Darcy tweeted between episodes 80 and 81 that we got more views on episode 81. Um, I couldn't make that proof of, of, of any metric. But Emma approved, because I built in all these revenue streams, for example, our, our, our fashion partners, anytime Emma wears a dress, we just link to it. If the audience buys it, great. If they don't, no problem. It's not invasive. It's just very casual. We were generating significant revenue through, our, through that and our, and our other integrations that we could support the show better. So that was, that was the kind of, in my opinion, the, 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 um, the, the innovation of Emma approved. And I like to frame it this way. The fans will study Lizzie Bennett Diaries more. No question to me. I know that. But the brands will study Emma Approved way more. The brands get excited about Emma Approved. The fans get excited about Lizzie Bennett Diaries. And just, they're two different flavors. Two different flavors. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. Really, really smart. And just the level of integration um, in Emma for a brand is just phenomenal and organic and contextual, which is what I love and I think also what these newer audiences demand. Now you um, are doing an, a new project that is also pretty revolutionary. Um, you're, it's called um, Artificial, and it's on the Twitch platform, which is known to be in many ways, uh, you know, it's a live streaming platform, but what it's big claim to fame now is for eSports, for, for people watching other people play games. So tell us about how Artificial came about. So artificial came about when when um, I was talking to um, Twitch itself, and they they're very much in. The, they know what they are. You no, know, you know they're they're games, they're, they're live streaming games, like you just said, esports. Okay, but they want to diversify. Okay, they want to diversify. We don't want to just be just what we are. We want to see what what else can work on Twitch. And so talking with them, I was I, I was like, okay, what is a narrative scripted series on Twitch. Like, what does that look like? In the same similar ethos of what, uh, what does a series on YouTube look like? Kind of like a, like a, like a Lizzie Bennet Diaries. You know, what does Pride and Prejudice on YouTube look like? What does a series on Twitch look like? And what does it need to do? And so going through that list, you go, the basic stuff. It's live. Okay, that's obvious. We know that. You know, Twitch is live, right? Okay, but there's other elements here that play. Number two, the comments are streaming in super fast. Okay. So the interactivity has to include those commenters in some way. Some way. It doesn't have to include them all the time, but like something. And the third thing is the technology. So Twitch, 
people who don't really know Twitch don't know this, but Twitch has a lot of different tech that it can build into its stream. So like overlays, voting, um, these kind of like, they call them extensions, these things that, you know, you subscribe, you make a comment, it shows up on the stream in the feed. These are all these different streamers, you go to across Twitch, look at different streamers, you look at what's on their screen and how you can interact with that. Those are, that's what I mean. And so how do you build those elements into a narrative series? And that's where artificial came about. So then, of course, is like, well, what does a Twitch audience look for? We go, hmm, a sci-fi show about a uh, artificial human that the Twitch audience gets, gets to interact with. Hmm, that sounds interesting. I mean, you know, artificial humans in narrative, in normal culture, in traditional culture, not that unique. You know, we have we live in a world with Westworld, with humans, with uh, with um, ex machina. Like, it's not that unique of a concept. But conceptually, what does make artificial unique is that what we say is the audience gets to interact with the, with the synthetic. You get to talk to her, and you get to help her become human, kind of like the Pinocchio story. You get to help Pinocchio <laughs> become human. You, you, get to let, you get to help the robot become human. And we've built that into our series, and I think that's what makes, what art, what makes artificial so revolutionary is that you're part of the story. The audience is part of the story directly. You can't do that anywhere else. This show cannot be done on television, even though we produce a half hour of content every week. <laughs> That's narrative. Um, you can't do you do this mechanic on TV. Right. Well, I yeah. I'm I'm yeah. here, baby. I'm just I'm just thinking about um, you know how Twitch is now positioning itself, you know, to to be an entertainment platform for, you know, a different sort of segment of the audience, and how uh, you know working with you will will help them sort of grab that. Do you, do you think that there'll be advertiser opportunities as well with this? Because I know Twitch is working on that now, struggling with it to a certain extent, but working on it, um, how to integrate all these ideas. Absolutely, absolutely. So the, the great thing is that with, with our format, the audience, we can actually give audience choices of what to do in the show. Okay? Now, yeah, we don't, don't, they don't get to do everything. You know, we have to tell our story. But there have been many times, for example, not just things like, like things like what does the robot wear, but like things like what does the robot gift. So in, in episode three, which aired last week, the audience actually polls and, and suggests items for the robot to buy, to, to just to have. And you know, there's, uh, there's, because of things like that, I mean, I know your mind, Laurie, there's a lot of ways to integrate things. We can, we can integrate a lot of things this way. And because she's kind of, you know, fourth wall, breaking the fourth wall, she can talk directly to the audience. She can say whatever she wants to, whatever we want her to say, and what the audience wants her to, to react to. So the opportunity to, interact, to integrate something like we did with the Emma Approved are all there. This is almost a very similar but more advanced way of doing it. Um, so those, those are absolutely there. I know that Twitch is very, very uh, aware of how to try to, try, a way to try to implement this on their end. Um, but the way I see it, it's because it's almost like super organic. <laughs> it's like, yeah, use... <laughs> as long as it fits in the frame of the show, we can put it in, you know, whether it be technology, books, food products. Um, absolutely. Throw it in there. Like, like <laughs> as long as, as long as we can be authentic to the commentary of it, of like, have it make, have it make sense, um, then great. Uh, right, so, right. Yeah. Right. Is it, is it also, um, when now, when you create a show, are you letting the monetization piece, um, you know, is it there now or does it come later or is it in your consideration set that what could be my business model as I'm crafting this story? Um, it's you're the third one. What's the business model? So for me as an entrepreneur and a creator hybrid, I, it's, it's, I feel it's my duty to be able to explain to someone, explain to whoever's putting the money in, to the investors, to the financiers, um, where the money is coming back. Now, if, they, if, the, if, the, if the, the studio already knows that, like if, if they were to fund something, then, then I'm not going to worry about it so much. But it's something like this, which is so experimental, right? We have to be able to explain where the revenue comes back in. Now, you know, it, it can be slow. It can be, it can be a gradual process. But I can tell you where the money is coming back in on artificial. It's because... There's a couple of things. One, you just talked about one, integrations, which we'll get to uh, when we get to them, right? But the other thing is that Twitch as a platform actually does a really good job monetizing for the creator. 
I actually would argue it does a better job than the current YouTube platform. Now, everybody's getting better, of course, but because it has the bit system, it has a subscriber system. These are, this is not a YouTube subscriber where it's just a free subscription. A subscriber on Twitch, that subscriber is paying for that. Like we're generating revenue directly from that subscriber um, and, oh. and the donation system and those type of things. So we can, we can, can basically instill a freemium model put into our series versus, say, a plain subscription model with our show. Well, so you're changing their model. All right, well, we, we have to take a break. Let's, we'll talk more, more about um, Twitch when we get back. I mean, this is just some numbers from Twitch from last year. They had two, two million plus unique monthly broadcasts, broadcasters. They had 355 billion minutes watched, 15 plus million unique daily visitors, 124 plus million total clips. I mean, crazy numbers. And of course, you are on the latest, hottest platform always. <laughs> We're going to be back talking to Bernie Sue, an Emmy Award-winning writer, director, entrepreneur on the Tech Cat Show. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back on the Tech Cat Show. It is a tech show. <laughs> um, getting real is with it Bernie Sue. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> getting real with Bernie Sue, a award-winning director, writer, showrunner, who um, for years has been really, I think, at the forefront of, of um, trying new platforms, new models for content and storytelling, and having some commercial and artistic success there as well. And now he's playing um, on one of the hotter um, streaming video platforms, Twitch, which we're just going over some of the crazy numbers of billions of live streams daily um, on that platform, which Amazon owns, correct? That is correct. So Amazon bought Twitch like two years ago or something like that. And it was um, prior to that, it was Justin TV, which was a live streaming platform that was following Justin around for a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it became Twitch. And then there was a battle between Google and Amazon. Um, Amazon ended up buying the platform. And I'm sure um, are very happy about that because it really is. Um, really talked about. Everyone is so excited about what's happening on the esports side. Watching leagues of gamers play live and have people subscribe to their streams. Now you were talking about 
how people could subscribe to your franchise. And that's sort of the Twitch model of subscribing. Can you talk about that? Because people pay to subscribe. Yeah, yeah exactly. So if you make a Twitch account, um, and, and I think if you have a Twitch Prime account, which is like connected to your Amazon Prime account, you get a, a free subscription, just so you know, if you want to try this out, listeners. Yeah. Um, you can subscribe to a specific uh, streamer. Um, I obviously would like you to subscribe to me, <laughs> my show, but you know, do you do you? Um, and if you, you do that, your 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 subscription four ninety nine a month, or in this case, Twitch Prime free, um, that revenue goes right to the streamer itself. So it's not like in this ethos of ad splits of the sixty forty rule that you know YouTube has been doing for years. This is direct revenue to the streamer. So it's basically monetizing each viewer a little more efficiently for the IP in this case. So for us, right now, we, you know, we have about 30 subscribers, I think, in our really short run, which is you know, not a huge number, but it's a nice growing number. And you do the math. You know, that's $4.99 a month. We get a, you know, whatever a percentage of that. That comes to us. Um, and so if you, if you scale that up, you can see if you're, a, if you're a big streamer like a ninja, you can kind of see how he's generating so much revenue because he's, he's not that he has the most total views, it's that he has most total views, and he's monetizing them at a higher rate than just a CPM. Um, right, just a new right, revenue right, stream right. for the user, right. for the viewer, the streamer, I'm sorry, the creator. So do you get a portion then? Is that what you're saying of the subscriptions? Yeah, yeah, we, we do. So you yeah. think about that. In, instead of having, you know, if you watch every episode and it's a, it's a $10 CPM, like for you, we, you know, for the, your eyeball, we don't get, it's still like pennies. You know, it's not that much. But if you're a, 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 a Twitch subscriber, we're getting, you know, a couple bucks. That's a huge difference, you know, for viewers. So the idea right. is that what, what's created is it creates different tiers of revenue for your viewers for them to support you. If you can't afford a subscription, like, you know, if you don't have the money, then you don't have the money. That's okay. We still, you can still watch the show. You may see an ad. We'll still get a cut of that. That's all, that's all good. But if you, if you can support the show, as, you know, freemium marketplaces will dictate – that you know the whales come in and they really support the show, then in that scenario, yeah, we can generate you know support uh, theoretically generate some significant revenue to help support the the, the, the series. That's the idea. Right, because I, I just um I went on to um to Amazon Prime and they do give you a month for free if you're a Prime use a Prime user, but then then you have I to encourage pay, you, I Lori, to subscribe to Artificial. <laughs> so with that free <laughs> subscription, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> By the way, when you do that, we, we have a mechanism in our series that we will sh- we will shout you out. Like you are like you know, like uh, you talk about like how we, how we actually built the show. When you're a subscriber to our show, we're going to favor you, of course. Meaning that what does that mean? You go like, well, it's interactive. So if Lori Schwartz asks the question and she's a subscriber, we're obviously going to like at least consider that one far more than a random viewer, Just right? By mechanism, like why wouldn't we do that? You know. And it is, it, you may think that, oh, that's like them controlling the story. Well, you know, look, every streamer does this. Ninja does this. Like, you don't think if you donated, you know, if you're a premium subscriber for Ninja and you're being, paying him 100 bucks a month, he's not going to at least favor you in some way? Of course he is. So, like, uh, that's the kind of mechanism we're building into the show where it's audience, con- audience participation, but you can actually almost in a way <laughs> buy more influence. And it, we're experimenting with that. And I think that's really fascinating. Wow! Wow! I, I mean, that that just opens up all sorts of interesting um, opportunities. That when, because then now I have a relationship with you. The audience has a direct relationship with you. Hundred percent. Right? So, so, yeah. so think about like what we're kind of selling to the audience here. We are giving them one the opportunity to interact in a sci-fi world. They're part of this world. It's not like you watch Star Wars. You're not part of Star Wars. You're watching it. But here in this world, you're part of it. You're with her. You're with us in this world. And then you can directly support and influence this with, of course, influence. So if you're a power user, of course, and you're asking questions or you're trying to influence in ways that, that don't blow up the show, you know, don't, don't hurt the show for us, we'll absolutely build you in, 100%. No problem. Wow, 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 wow. Now, um, are you under a channel then? Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm just because we're talking about it, I'm looking on Twitch right now, and the way you yeah. can find things is games, communities, creative communities, and so, channels. So, so, so do a search, 
And the channel yeah. is for our show is Artificial Next, N-E-X-T. And you'll see the, 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 right. the Asian girl I see robot. It. Yeah, I see it. And so, so my question to you also is, um, how savvy have you had to be in terms of search on this? You know, did that, was that in your consideration set too, as you, as um, you started to think about this? It's tricky because, like you know, like you said in the top of this conversation, because Twitch is mainly a gaming platform. So we know, normally, if you're streaming Fortnite, you can just say you're streaming Fortnite, and when you search Fortnite, you'll show up in that search bar, right? Now right. we have to be authentic to the search because we're not streaming Fortnite, so we can't just like you know game the system, um, and they'll punish us for this if we do this. To just put in Fortnite into our tabs and say come so find us, right? So we have to do this thing called we're just streaming in IRL, in real life. So we're kind of streaming this other thing, which other people do. Like there's other communities in, in Twitch that stream different things. So this is not you know, foreign to their, their platform at all. Um, as far as search systems here, you know, I, I don't think the user base is, is like accustomed to searching for narrative content on Twitch. You know, they're right, trying right. to do this with their, with, with their, uh, their um uh, like marathons of things like Doctor Who and Knight Rider, which they do. So they're, they're, they are starting to do this, but it's not part of the, the, the user habit for that. But what Twitch right. has been doing for us is that they've been, they've been promoting us heavily on their, on their page. So when we're on, uh, on Wednesdays at 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern, we're front-paged on, on the platform. <clears throat> and well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so... So you have to have what? you have to have a really solid relationship with Twitch with the platform to to really partner with them on ways to get you integrated. Absolutely. So um, so learning then how to navigate inside of a platform like Twitch as a creator is really important because say in another year or two. Now it's filled with Bernie Sue's, so you're not always going to get the same kind of love, right? So then it becomes like anything else where, you know, that you're hoping there's commercials, you're buying search. I mean, does Twitch do that? Can you buy, you know, messaging and things like that? Um, I am not aware of this at all on Twitch. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, who knows what – look, we're, we're, if you're in our industry of online video, you know that every platform changes like every six months. Yeah, right, they, right, they change. Right. They change something really significant. Okay, and uh, I I don't know what Twitch is going to look like in six months from now. Um, even though I am talking to the insiders directly, you know, who knows? You know, Twitch is a big company. They're owned by Amazon. Like, you, like you really you really can't predict this. So right. I can only assume, and I can only control what I can control. And so my my personal selfish goal, of course, is to make the best show possible break it out on Twitch as this revolutionary piece of content and then have that dictate a kind of a wave of like, you know, Twitch or other people going, okay, this is something that's working. It's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. It monetizes. And uh, this, is the, this is the potential future of storytelling in, in the kind of traditional formats where the right. evolution is that you're doing a half-hour TV every week, but you actually are building the audience into it versus just saying it's a, a, a whole a whole different world and a whole different strategy for building audience than say hoping that I stay on CBS. So I see the preview for another series they're offering or even watching 30 minutes of anything um, where nobody knows who I am and they don't know I'm watching and maybe I'll TiVo it or maybe I'll on demand it or maybe I'll Netflix it. But certainly, you know, you're not saying, hi, Lori, thanks for watching this Netflix show. I mean, this is a whole different game. Yeah, whole different game, whole different game. So, so for, again, the, what we're selling is the, the concept of your take, we're building a story world, in this case a sci-fi AI story world, and we're bringing the audience right into it. The audience is part of the story world. What can you say does that in, in, in traditional narrative? Well, what a great way, uh, way to, to end this segment. Yeah. And we're going to be back in a moment um, talking more to Bernie Sue about other things he's up to, um, what, what he's paying attention to um, as an artist, who he's following and watching, and, uh, and more on the madness of uh, Twitch and, uh, and Bernie Sue and Artificial. Check out Artificial on Twitch, and we'll be back in a moment.
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. When it comes to successful marketing, nothing speaks louder than your company name. A clear, concise, and compelling brand identity opens doors and invites further conversation. If you struggle to explain, educate, or clarify who you are and what you do, then you'll benefit from listening to Brilliant Branding with expert Phil Davis and co-host Liz Heemstra. Discover insider secrets from enlightened naming strategies to effective brand positioning. Tune in live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody. And we are back talking to Emmy Award-winning director, writer, showrunner, all-around guy doing interesting things, Bernie Sue. <laughs> I was looking, searching for that word. Um, and I literally just subscribed to Bernie Sue's new show on the Twitch platform um, called Artificial, and you can find it, search for Artificial Next. And we were just going over the phenomena of being one of the first um, new shows on Twitch as a, as a piece of drama specifically being um, shot and produced for Twitch, as opposed to its more standard content of um, streaming live gaming and being a place where you can... Um, you know, train on, on how to do your favorite games and then also being a place to showcase prime videos um, of already produced shows from years ago. So really interesting, um, you know, sort of being the first one on the block again, Bernie Sue. Um, so now, now what's next for you? Are you going to continue to work on Twitch? Like, are you looking at other platforms or other consumer behaviors to play with? Um, well, Twitch is definitely for at least the, 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 mid, the short-term future. I mean, our, our season is going to run all the way into October, and so we're doing a, a 15-week run, and we're, we're on week four uh, tomorrow or today, based on when you're, when this, when you're listening. Uh, Wednesday is at 4 p.m. Um, <laughs> on Twitch, Artificial <laughs> Next. But um, uh, so as, a, as kind of like what's really next or now is really this series because I think we, we just started and we're, we're discovering things as we go, things that are working. We're, we're pushing more interactivity into it where we've actually challenged ourselves to like, it's like you're doing a, a live half-hour TV show and you're trying to do more interactivity with it. And like, yeah, I think we can because um, now we've kind of gotten the machine down a little bit and, and, and the workflow is really, really like, uh, like clockwork. Always oh, cool. We're getting closer to that. So we're pushing how we can, we can build the audience more and more into the series where it's not just, say, answering questions, which is still pretty cool. Um, and we're doing that. Uh, you ask a question during the stream, we'll, there's, a, there's a chance that we'll pick it out and answer it in the stream, in narrative, in character for the story, and set some canon um, in that. So every episode, the audience has determined, determined some part of canon that's, that has consequence, you know, which shows right. that it can do that. Uh, and and uh, we'll, be, we'll keep pushing that for that for sure. I'm always looking at new formats. Very curious to see as Facebook evolves, as Instagram TV evolves, as YouTube evolves, of course. Um, absolutely interested in those type of things. Um, kind of waiting it out a little bit more of seeing the, the pivots of, because uh, we saw this wave of the last couple of years of kind of traditional things, 
companies kind of buying into that you know, online content with like YouTube Premium and Go90, and we're seeing that kind of starting to fall off. So just I'm kind of waiting there, looking, seeing what's happening there. But for me, still, you know, yes, I'm entrepreneur, entrepreneur, but I'm still creator first. And so, what's exciting? What's revolutionary? Um, playing to the mobile game space a little bit coming forward. Um, just something you don't know, Lori. That uh, Emma Approved did release at least for a hot second uh, a mobile video game um, oh, that was interactive. Okay. Yeah, cool. it was, it was text based. Um, it's not up now. We pulled it down. It was very buggy. It's going to come back in a month or two. It's narrative. It's interactive. It's canon. Um, it uses the characters. You're part of Emma's world. So I guess one thing to really answer your question, Laurie, what's next is we're trying to find ways to build audiences into stories, like build them in. Okay. Whether it's transmedia or social media or multi-platform, sure, maybe, maybe not, right? But the key of it is that we want to build experiences where the audience is part of the narrative. That's it. <laughs> right, right. Um, and however that I is. Love, I, lo- I, just, I, lo- I love all that. Um, and what about, are you, is anything um, turning you on right now? Like, are you um, watching anything that another creator is doing that you're really intrigued by? Um... Hmm. Uh, the game, the mobile gaming space, I'm pretty intrigued by. I'll say. Um, as far as individual creators, I don't, don't know who runs these things, but um, the, the 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 narrative potential of location-based AR, for example, uh, fascinating to me. <laughs> so very fascinating. Um, uh, it, just like in the sense of like even like a Pokemon Go, which was which doesn't have, uh, in my opinion, amazing AR. By any means, but it has you know geolocation-based systems. I think that's really fascinating to, to get people out and adventuring as part of part of the experience. Um, I think live, uh, what we've done with live with artificial, um, and again from a very biased point of view, how revolutionary what we're doing is. Um, is there a format there that we've invented? I would argue right now that there is. Um, that can be done in other format and other story worlds. Uh, so these are areas we're looking at. Um, but right now, it's a little early. We're very focused on artificial. We're very focused on what we have right now. Our, our numbers are very strong. We want them to grow, of course. Uh, and I'd, I'd like to say, so far, so good. <laughs> That's what we're doing there. Or so far, so great. Depending right. On- that, I, um, it's, it's just fascinating because there are so many, so many things happening right now, and so many of the technologies are coming together to... Um, you know, to enhance each other. So AR and AI are hand in hand and all these things are, are coming together. Are you, you know, taking classes? Are you just reading things? Are you going to a lot of trade shows and conferences? Like, how do you keep up with all of this? Um, reading right now, just because I, I'm in the middle of running a TV, basically a half hour a series a week. So it's, it's taking up the majority of my time. Um, I haven't really gone to any conferences. I've been to one film festival in the past four months. Um, so I basically have missed everything. I mean, I, mean, I missed VidCon completely. Just completely just missed it. I, right, like, right. I, I can't. I can't leave. Um, and that's fine. I mean, like, you know, I think we, uh, I've been to enough of these and I've been in the industry long enough to kind of deal, to skip ahead and just read about certain things. Um, certainly VidCon has some really great uh, panels and, like, workshops that you, I've always learned from even, you know, as early as last year, uh, where I was like, huh, that's really interesting. So I do, I do, you know, I, I know there's things that I missed there, but for now, I, I, I've kind of like absorbed so much knowledge in the past, you know, few years, going from Lizzie Bandari's all the way up to now, that now I'm, I can actually implement a bunch of them at once um, through artificial, and really try to push what we do here, and um, hopefully the opportunities just come about uh, where through, tech, through new technologies and so forth. Um, one of the things I am trying to do more and more is kind of meet other entrepreneurs, in the, especially in the tech space, uh, to just kind of see what's out there and what, what's, what's coming, coming down the, the pike. Um, you know, like the format, like what uh, um, Trivia HQ has done. Um, I'm not saying I want to do a Trivia HQ, but I mean, like, that's a format. Super interesting. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like, like, like what, what, what can be done there in an area? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that yet. But that's a, that's a great example of something that's kind of hit the pop culture. Yeah, and I, I think go, it's absolutely huh, fascinating, too. I, yeah. I really think what HQ has done is fascinating. Um, and, and I don't think people realize it. And the major advertisers that have jumped on board early on, mm-hmm. 
You, you know, they've had, they, they've had major celebrities um, doing um, ads for their movies coming out and things like that. Mm-hmm. Smart. So, Bernie, so tell us all of the social tags and ways that we can find you and the show and everything that you're up to. Sure. Um, so I'm Bernie Sue at, at, on every platform. Uh, so B-E-R-N-I-E-S-U. Um, the only difference is on Twitch, I'm Bernsu because someone actually has Bernie Sue, which is weird. <laughs> but, uh, um, so B-E-R-N-S-U. Uh, the show artificial, uh, the show is called Artificial, um, and it's Artificial Next on every platform. So, so Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, Instagram, and of course Twitch, which is really where it is, uh, where, where all the, all the content really is right now. Um, and I encourage you guys to watch it at uh, 4 p.m. right now on Wednesdays. That, and it may change, but I think Wednesdays are our days. We've been really good with that. It's good for us production-wise. It's good for us um, promotion-wise. And, um, and I do say that you know, watching it live is a totally different experience than watching it in, in, in the, uh, as a VOD, as a VOD, just because you're, not only do you, you have a chance to interact, even if you don't, you can just watch the stream like, and watch the chat and watch those conversations and watch the poll system that we built into the show rise and fall and with the anticipation that even we do not know what the result will be. You know, we, the creators, right, right. don't know. Right? So, yep. so, so, for cool. example, I'll give you, I'll, I'll end with one oh, example. Wait, wait, Bernie, um, hold that thought, hold that thought, because we're going to have to wrap out, and I just want to make sure everyone knows where to go. So they're going to go on Twitch, they're going to search for Artificial Next, and they can subscribe to the show and if they are, yeah. um, if they are um, a Prime member, they can have a month free. There's a minimal yeah. subscription fee, but you'll get to interact with the show, which is so exciting. And then they can follow you on social media platforms at Bernie Sue. Yep, correct. That, that is fantastic stuff. All right, and I am going to look forward to a shout-out to the Tech Cat tomorrow on Artificial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. If you subscribe, I'm, I'm it'll be shouted out. I'm going to um, actually try to influence the, the course of the narrative. Go for it. I, I'm going to mess with you. To. All right. This is I the Tech Cat signing out with the fabulous Emmy Award winning Bernie Sue. Check out Artificial on the Twitch platform and keep up to date on all the things that Bernie Sue is doing by following him on social media. It's been great talking to you. And hopefully we have another fabulous creator on the show next week as we um, dig into our creator month here on the Tech Cat Show. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 